I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How've you been? I'm great, bitch. I'm great. Do you want to expound or... <laughs> Yeah, I was favoring the salad. <laughs> um, no, but things are going good. I mean, even like with my latest bottle crisis or whatever, things are still good because I feel very organized and I'm still handling my business with friends and family involvement, um, but able to keep work afloat. I feel like I'm in a good, like a sweet spot of work-life balance right now. And I got my brows done, so I'm, I'm feeling really good. Because I'm... <laughs> I don't have to... Um, I'm not one of those people that understands how to... I don't understand brow technology. Like, how to... <laughs> Must you... <laughs> Must you look away exasperated. <laughs> but no, like, you know, how to draw them on and all these different things. I just don't know how to do it. So I am glad that this lady just took all of the work out of that for me. And um, I just, I just always have brows now. It's a little alarming. Like I woke up this morning because I sleep with my hair up in a knot. I woke up this morning and I was just like, it just looks like, <laughs> like two shapes placed on top of my face. <laughs> it was a lot to get used to because it's still healing too. And so like with them healing, um, Sometimes they can look swollen and, you know, the scabs and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, wow, it's got two, two shapes, two shapes on top of my eyes. Hmm. And I did this and here we are. But then once I like uh, really get ready for the day, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm used to this. This is, I like this. I like this. It's just something to get used to. Well, congratulations on your brows. Um, Thank you very much. I'm just waiting for my thread lady to open up. Well, I'm not really, I'm not really waiting for it, but when they decide that they're open and I decide that I'm comfortable going, then I'll be there. Otherwise, I'll just continue to look like I have many caterpillars on my forehead and that's okay. Mommy, I don't even get my shit threaded because some point, at some point in my adulthood, my eyebrows just stopped growing. I, I haven't had my eyebrows waxed or threaded in like three years. What? Seriously, no bullshit. They just stopped. They're like, oh, we've, we've done, we're done. We've done all we're going to do. <laughs> we reached the end of this road. 
it is what it is, bitch. <laughs> you don't Understood. drink enough water, fuck it. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, so, I'm so happy. I'm still on the high from um, being able to spend time with y'all the other night. I really, really loved that. That was I'm such a good time. I am what did y'all do? Nothing. Sat and drank and ate. We ate, yes. Yeah. And talked, but we were together. It was real nice. We it took was. a flight to Waldorf. <laughs> Definitely had to prepare. I had to take a nap first. Like, all right. About yeah. to get on the road. And you know what made it even better was even though I just kind of slid out there without checking in at home the fact that he was so happy for me being able to be out there with y'all i was like everybody knows how much this was needed <laughs> everybody knows <laughs> seriously bitch because i just you know i um that girl time thing is just it's so real it's so real and the baby that beautiful shady baby that is a shady baby that's a shady baby. That's why I just would look and smile at her, but I wasn't going nowhere near her ass. Nope. You're not a bird to me. Oh, no. So, listen. Um, yeah, so this baby will engage you with her eyes for about 17 seconds and make you feel like, oh, this is an invitation, right? She even smiled at me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's safe. I picked her up, and when I tell you this baby started wailing, I said, oh, okay, because we weren't just cool two seconds ago. Everything was great, and now I'm assaulting your life. What are you doing? Why, why would you scream like this? Your mother is right here. She witnessed the whole thing. Your father is right there, too. You don't have to act like this. <laughs> yeah. The baby got a lot of shade with her. It's so crazy to see it in real life from the pictures and shit it's the same shit <laughs> it's like they're not even catching the baby just randomly having shady faces or looking like i'd rather not be bothered no, no the baby her face stays that way. i could take a leave all this shit where's I mean, the middle are you still here what is the per what is <laughs> do you have a point <laughs> yes that that was amazing um, oh, did I talk? Did we do a podcast? We did a podcast last week, but it was before Charlotte, right? Yes. Okay, I'm, the days are running into to one another. Listen, you said before Charlotte, bitch. I was like, oh, God, did someone else die named Charlotte? Damn, and that's really what we have to think about. This is, I am the fuck traumatized. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. You're talking about the city and your trip. I'm so sorry. Continue. Yeah. Oh, we don't know. I'm with you. I feel you. Because, I mean, Ferguson. Shit like that. Totally got it. But, yeah. So, Charlotte was great, too. We had a really good time in, at the Lavender Farm. And um, just everything we did. It was, it was lovely down south. The energy, like, is very charged in a positive way with um, Black Lives Matter and shit. 
white people are being extra nice and friendly. They're smiling and nodding at you as you walk by. We were taking selfies, ussies, in front of the murals. And this white woman stops. Would you like me to take your picture? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Um, but the Lavender Farm was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And also, it was very hot. Oh, my God. And I didn't even know. A lot of long stories. I didn't even know that um, a lavender field was a thing. Yeah, didn't know these homes were there. <laughs> <laughs> but after after your pictures, I guess it made so much more sense to me. But yeah, I was very much like, oh, oh, I guess that is where they would need to grow it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even really grow here. That's the only lavender farm like on the East Coast, because where they do grow it in the, oh, spoiler alert, I am an encyclopedia of lavender knowledge now. So <laughs> lavender in the United States only grows in the Pacific Northwest, because that's the only place where the climate is really conducive to flourishing lavender. The gentleman who has the farm in North Carolina just took it on as a personal challenge to to do it and um he got in his rv and drove across the country to see what the other lavender farmers are doing and he kind of just did a whole lot of expensive stuff to the soil and his acreage um to make it conducive to growing english and and french lavender and look the reason that he wanted to do it was so amazing is because he was he's a marine so he's your frat brother okay. military and um, he is a retired chemist. And he said his whole life he wanted to do something that uh, helped. He babysat a, an autistic child when he was like a teenager. And throughout his career, he always wanted to do something that helped families and aut autistic children and their families. And so he was finally able to do it through the lavender farm because the lavender helps calm um, the autistic oh, children. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so he like, he really loves getting the feedback from the families who come to the farm. Cause you know, they're on this farm living in a double wide trailer with like super old Hondas, crazy fucking rich. As he's talking about everything, he's referencing his properties in other parts of the country, his boats and all these different things. But he just loves living that simple life with his wife, with the lavender. In North so, Carolina. Can you tell me when did the scent of the lavender hit you? As I walked up on the field, like we parked. Let me back up a little bit. This is quick, but bitch, you know I had the shit all wrong. So I'm thinking, visit the lavender farm. I'm thinking of vineyard. So I'm thinking, dress cute. I'm thinking there's a building, like we, you can look out there at the vines and shit, right? <laughs> but you're going in a nice air-conditioned building <laughs> to taste and experience what's... <laughs> so I just... I had on an outfit. <laughs> and a thong. It was so hot. <laughs> my goddamn overpriced sunglasses kept, like, sliding down my face. Oh my it was... It was so hot because the, the lavender fields need the direct sun. They don't need shade. And I had on the wrong shoes. 
I had on the wrong shoes. And he's like, yeah, so you can walk down here and do this. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not walking down there. I can't walk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, um, but they had the, so, so there was one field, like there's, there's one that's way out. that's like very, very beautiful. And there's one that you're like right up on that is his newest one getting like the most of his attention. So, you know, he showed us that and we just, it was great to see lavender from, um, you know, just being a seedling all the way through the process of being in, um, an essential oil bottle. It totally makes sense why that shit is so expensive. Essential oils have to be expensive because with 1500 stems, when him and his wife go out there and like manually cut the stems or whatever the fuck, and they process them into essential oil, 1500 stems is four ounces, bitch. Four ounces. Can you imagine being in the North Carolina sun for four ounces of oil? (laughs) I said, okay, I'm going to pay even more for lavender now. I totally get it. This is ridiculous. But yeah, so when does it hit you? Basically, we parked, we drove up, and we just drove up into the dirt. There was no, like, parking lot or building to pull up to. We just kind of pulled into the dirt on some gravel, excuse me. It was a strip of gravel. And we got out and walked right up on the lavender and you could smell it. And it was it was fantastic. He's also growing rosemary and lemongrass. And um oh, they're, wow. just, they're really loving life doing that shit. So all the stuff they had, he was like, Yeah, you know, most people expect uh like a whole uh room and a this and a that. I've got a table, I've got a lavender table, but you're gonna love everything over here. And I did. Cause it was it was so fragrant and it was just knowing that it was all natural and it wasn't processed with any bullshit. No cut corners, nothing like that. I just I really, really loved it. And so I feel even more connected to making the shit with lavender because I know the story of it and I know exactly where this comes from. So that's where I'll be getting my shit from from now on. Okay. Did you come back with some? All of it, bitch. <laughs> with lavender and with the um the oil or what? Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I bought a shit ton of lavender. Like anything they call like posh, all that shit. Anything that calls for lavender is in a jar is now only with that lavender. Come on. Um, when I need more, like they're not um, business centric enough to be like they really do it because they love it. So there's no like online way to order it or nothing. So Chen is just gonna go when I need more, and she'll mail it to me because it's not far from her house. Um, but yeah. So they also had a beautiful Black Lives Matter mural, like right in front of the Ruth Chris in Charlotte. And now the shady shit is... That was a welcome. Yeah. Some people uh, were, what do you call it? You call it burning rubber? Like when you, you know what I'm talking about? Burning. They looking for me. Probably. (laughs) Not even there, I'm parked. (laughs) <laughs> burning rubber i don't understand. yeah like to have the rubber uh the rubber the tire oh, up on the street on the mural oh hey last motherfuckers over there yeah <laughs> oh they're so mad but it's like the the mural like the black lives matter spelled out on the street is beautiful because they they let a different artist pick a letter and just do their thing on it. 
that's gorgeous but the fucking murals on the boarded up walls and stuff downtown it's, it's just it's right there in the same area and um it's it was just beautiful it was beautiful portraits of george floyd and just messages and it was people of all races down there like having conversations having excited energy and, and ready to make some changes it's it's a crazy fucking time bitch it's a crazy time because it's like white people just decided i'm off topic but white people just now decided okay you know what okay we're not gonna act like it's, we, 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 we'll stop acting like that's not really happening it's cool to just talk about it it's like they all just had a meeting and decided it's so wild because i appreciate the acknowledgement but i'm also like where the fuck have y'all been where why have you been so comfortable ignoring our plight what the fuck am i how, how am i supposed to what what do you want me to say to you in my opinion i believe that they really have been having meetings and things have just been bubbling over and there's a resistance in white world because they, they had to have been having these meetings all along because the code words and all that you got black employees sometimes how you had these code words did the black employees not know they probably didn't because you had white people meetings that's all i'm gonna say about that but the shit is passed down. They spent they waste so much energy acting like it's not true. But I mean that's that's how children know to call you a nigger in elementary school in 2020. They're hearing it, they're saying it. They're not just sitting around watching old ass movies. Like you're talking about you're talking like this. <laughs> right? Am I crazy? No, you're not. And that's that's the I feel like that's the most frustrating part. We you have been gaslighting us for all these fucking years. Ooh, gaslighting. I know, right? Let me do a new term. Uh, Look yeah. at you. <laughs> but uh, we have been complaining about this for fucking ever, and you're like, like oh, no, um, actually, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not my experience, so yep. no. But you, I just, it's, oh, God, I'm tired. I'm so, I'm so I am so tired. <laughs> Demetria, Demetria really resonated when she was talking about the like our trauma response. Like we don't really know to even trust or how to respond to all this white folks love because it's not it's not genuine. A lot of people, a lot of entities are jumping on the bandwagon, bitch. They yeah, really are, and it's awkward to watch. Very, and and that's why so many people are being called out. All of these companies that are like, oh, no, we are with Black Lives Matter 100%. We don't want anyone to feel any kind of way. We're all the same, and we're going to work on getting this. And then former staff members are like, um, excuse me, do you remember when <laughs> I have been asking for your assistance with this or when this person would do this thing and I told you and no one addressed it? And when I finally like got let go because you had me trying, to, you had me training some new person to do the job that uh, I was supposed to get promoted into, you know, all of this. So it was like, shut the fuck up. You don't want to lose some money, but you're being phony, and people are going exactly. to. Call you. 
Remember, I, I sent all those emails asking you guys to stop calling me a nigger. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> just, all of a sudden, everybody's just so woke. They're so woke. But I'll tell you, had a Black Lives Matter message on their website. And I said, you know what? knows exactly where the fuck their bread is buttered. Like, they have fantastic customer service, all of that. I think you and I were together when I went to, like, directly pick some shit up from them before. And it felt genuine. It felt genuine because they know how many Black woman-owned businesses go to them for everything. They just really, like, they're, I mean, I haven't met many of them face-to-face, -face, but they're just genuinely good country-ass people that provide great customer service. But they know from looking at the names, they know who the fuck's shopping with them. And I'm shopping with them like every three days. So when I saw their Black Lives Matter message, I was like, oh, y'all mean that. Yep. Y'all mean that. We weren't really looking to them for that kind of message, but thanks. Did we talk about the Ben and Jerry's message? No. I just heard it was good or it was legit. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's is very serious. I don't like ice cream. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I already had to deal with the fact that you don't eat fucking cookies, but you don't eat ice cream either. Where's your childhood? What did you like? And when did this end? <laughs> Has this always been this way? I have questions, yeah, I just, bitch, because I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like sweets. I don't. Don't waste time or money on a birthday cake for me. Just bring me some crabs. Damn, I, like I thought I didn't have a sweet tooth, but if I smell chocolate chip baked cookies, like fresh out the oven, mm, okay. Maybe the dough. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, the rundown. Even though I feel like we've been talking about everything. Um, what, you got any challenges and successes? Um, no. I just so big spoonful of my mouth. You might just walk over that answer. Um, you know, things are things are going well and smoothly. I don't have so it's Father's Day this weekend and um I did not have the bandwidth to prepare anything special it's similar to mother's day so guess what guys it's all even i'm not this is not a oh you care about mothers more than you care about fathers situation it's all even will you shut the fuck up even. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah i'm i'm excited to see what people do for father's day though because i have i mean you know fathers do have a Anyway, it doesn't, we don't have to get into that. But I've only seen, the point is that I've only seen, like, people promoting about Father's Day this week, the week of. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, good luck to them. Challenges and successes for me. Wait, are you done? <sighs> about what I want to talk about, yes. Okay, received, all right. So, challenges and successes over here was um i had some faulty bottles did you see my post i did see that and, and i'm proud because it really did not affect you 
the way um, issues have affected you before because, you know, you would have jumped in the group very sad and trying to figure out how to rectify the situation and, you know, from first trying to figure, trying to, you would have blamed yourself for all types of stuff. So you have grown a lot in that way and I'm very proud of that. So kudos to you. Thank you so much. I was not standing on the bridge trying to stop myself from jumping. I am a proud graduate of Dream Leap Live. <laughs> but no, I was just like, I just took it in a stride. Like, well, you know what? Okay. <laughs> okay. I got nothing. Because I knew with full confidence that, okay, so the issue was um, the bottle caps were faulty for some of the bottles, for the plastic um, hot sauce bottles I used for the Revolution release. So, Revolution release means I'm already not taking home nothing, money-wise. So, you know, it's a series of L's that come with that when you have a faulty product. It is not the customer's fault. It's not the post office fault. Honestly, it's not my fault. I wipe this shit down and I shrink wrap it. I've done what I'm supposed to do. But if it pops open in transit, the cap is faulty. Like it shouldn't pop open for any reason. That's never happened before. But like I was saying, it's just a new vendor. Like I have been, bitch, we getting down to like the second page of a Google search for things. Like trying to find things that are available because most of the main people, the heavy hitters, they were brought to a halt with those kinds of things after COVID. So I had to um, get it how I live and it just, it just didn't work out. It was a roll of the dice. So now we're back on glass, which takes longer to um, ship because you got to bubble wrap the fuck out of it. We don't do broken glass bottles anymore. That's very 2018. We off that. So um, the Brianna shit is cool, though, because Autumn just started working with me. And so Autumn is really good at shrink wrapping and labeling because she's got, like, some OCD shit with her. So everything's got to be perfectly lined up and shrink wrap has to be even. That's the kind of shit I really just need in my environment. I really do. So I took it on the chin. Um, the bottle caps were uh, the bottle caps were um, packaged in twelves. So I'm hoping that it's only like one or two multiples of twelve of three hundred that were impacted. Okay, and it just is what it is. But in terms of success, I mean, we've been raising a lot of money, so. We've raised a total of $4,000 now for the movement. That's amazing. But bitch, I am so glad. Like, I've still been holding and vetting. The only one that I've sent to is the Amar Aubrey, Aubrey one because I can, I can fully, like, see. It was very, very transparent on that GoFundMe site. But the rest of this money, I'm still holding and vetting. And I'm glad because this shit's coming out now that the money's not going to bail and the protesters out. Like, what? What's going on? Yeah, that's that, that a small amount of it has gone to the protesters and the rest of it, they, they said they're holding on to for, I don't know what they're holding on to it for, but if people are in jail based off of the protests, get, bail them the fuck out. You have the money. What is the problem? I don't know, bitch. Because all I know is when I went to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, they had a message. I just said, we don't need no more money. They aren't taking any. So get the people out. I don't, what is the? 
I don't, I guess not. if you got more than enough money, like what, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what the rules are. Um, have anything special for Father's Day or Juneteenth? Um, I'm thinking of something. I'm, I'm thinking of some things. I love the Juneteenth situation, but I feel like it would be a little, um, a little, uh, what's the word? Panderish. <laughs> yeah, basically, like jumping on a bandwagon. So I'm not doing that. I wasn't a Juneteenth nigga before this, so I'm not going to do all that now. And I'll not be holding to holidays anymore. Oh, excuse me. Remember I told you, I ain't fuck with that shit. After this past Christmas, nope, just buy it when you buy it. And if you bought it before Christmas, you got it for Christmas. That's it. That's it. I'm not doing it no more. Just I'm just beholden to bi-weekly. Okay. Um, you mentioned Juneteenth, and um, I I have to admit that I did not really know about this holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the internet taught me, and when I say the internet, I mean like uh, Twitter and Instagram have kind of um, brought the importance of the day to light for me. Um, and with everything that's going, so, you know, there's also been like a movement, hey, take, take off that day. Uh, a lot of companies are now, um, recognizing it as a holiday. So they're giving their employees off, like, uh, leave off on that day. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's very exciting. Um, I like the idea of that. I did put in leave, but you know, I also... It doesn't take a lot for me to put in leave, so. It does not. It does not. <laughs> but I did put in leave, and in the notes section, I wrote Juneteenth. So, there's that. Whoa! Whoa! I know, right? Whoa! So, because uh, my 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 office um, has not said anything about the current. Other than COVID, that's all that we've talked about. That seems to matter. That's major for you, woman. Work with me is not that woke. Work with me started sliding out the closet last week. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Okay, I saw it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and I'll be going. I'll be going to Spizzy on Friday. Um, oh, because- it's busy. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. See, see, somebody like that, like he's always been black power, vegetables, and water. Like okay. he's always been on that shit. So it, this makes sense. But it was in the job was out here doing a Juneteenth party. Girl, what are you doing? I mean, people are coming. They coming. Like, let me see what you got for sale. But also, <laughs> yes, but also because bitch, they love her. But also. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry, y'all. Jesus. Oh, let's talk about this weekend about the party. Hey. Right, so weekend, we are doing another curbside pickup at the Zen Studio, and we will have more drinks. Um, we increased the budget a little bit. We will have more drinks from Drinks by Woo. Hey. DJ Heat, who is going to um, play music. I cannot wait to do the playlist. 
and it's not gonna be all Beyonce. It's probably huh? But anyway, DJ Heat will be playing music live um, at the curbside. So you just, you place your order and then you drive up and you text us and let us know your order number and then your order is brought out to you. You don't, don't just drive up. Place your order and then you'll get all the curbside details, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I love being able to do it with um, other black women entrepreneurs that I fuck with. That's getting small. But <laughs> I'm very, very excited to be partnering with you and also with Lynette. And um, Teeny and Autumn will be there. Oh, God. B. Simone. Thank you for adding this to the, um, the rundown, Sarita, because I saw this and I thought about everybody that we talk about on a regular basis on and off the podcast. Taking shortcuts with your business will not get you any fucking where. It will get you exposed every time. I don't know much about her. I'm only, I take offense to the fact that she would put her name on a self-help book and then claim to not even have read it. Definitely didn't write it, but then claim like, oh, the design firm did it. Design firms design things. Right? <laughs> did stuff change? I'm, I have been out of the corporate environment for some time. Do design firms write books now? Um, listen, I don't know what design firms do. What I do know is that this woman promoted her book, uh, this book that she put out. She promoted it like, you know, manifestation. You can get what you want if you work hard for it, you know, speak positive things into existence. If you work hard, if you do these things within yourself, then, you know, it'll show on the outside. Like, you'll you'll see results. So, for her to now say that she doesn't know what happened, where was what? Which part is the lie? Where did you lie? Because you you lied to your audience. You lied to the people that trusted you. You lied to the people who supported you and paid how much money for your magazine. Um, yeah. Now they have nothing. So when did you lie to them? Did you lie to them at first, or are you lying to them now? And I say them because I'm not. I, I'm not one of those people. Oh, definitely. I, yeah, it's a them conversation. And, um, I have liked some of your videos. That's about you all. Love I a video, bitch. You'll give anybody a chance with a video. Oh my god. Ugh. 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 It says who doesn't like ice cream or cookies? We can't trust your taste. Okay. Okay. I got you. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. But I do like the dress that you're wearing. Oh, fuck off with me. This is just me. <laughs> this is just me all day, but still, don't fuck off. But this is why I, I so aggressively stand for Adama and Sherelle for what they do. Because there are so many fucking lost people out here that's looking for somebody to, you know, cling to and get guidance from and, you know, all that shit. You guys not addressing your voids in your life and going to therapy totally get it right like we we need various things so 
there are people that are just um fucking what are, what are they called i can't think of the word like but like basically like vampires like they prey predators they prey on people like that and then will charge you for a master class and some bullshit that they haven't mastered and we'll just like put on airs on the internet like they have all their shit together and you too can be like them if you follow their steps and it'd be faulty bullshit like that i think that's fucked up but the reason i fuck with with adama and sherelle and what they do is because they are super transparent and it's authentic if i can't read authenticity in your shit i just i can't deal with it no more and that's why i get so irritated with niggas online i get so annoyed I just have to like go on that unfollow spree because stuff starts to feel like, oh, okay, so you're shifting from discovering entrepreneurship a few months ago to now you're an expert and you've got photo shoots and Ooh. sexy Canva templates and stuff. Ooh. And now you're telling people how to live their lives. And I just, I cannot stand behind that shit. And what B. Simone did, I did not read her book. I'm just going off what I read. Seeing her plagiarize something that is meant to be on some self-help shit to people, it just feels especially fraudulent because you didn't even bother to vet that shit. You're just like, oh, my name on it. Okay, cool. I'm rich. And that's fucked up. And that's the lazy shit that we be doing. It's an uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation for us to have. But as Black women entrepreneurs, this is a part of the underbelly. This is the ugly shit where you see something somebody else is doing and you want to make an easy buck and you want to look a certain way, but you don't have that passion to really give something or pour into the people that are shopping with you. I hate that shit. I cannot stand it. End of rant. My, my thing is, why, why put your name on something that you don't know is valid? So let's assume that she had a team of people behind her who were like, okay, look, we got this thing. This is what we have. This is what we're going to do. We're going to push this out as your book she said okay yeah came out to be true or or she was like hey everyone let's put this this book together this is what we're gonna do i'm copy and paste from all these bitches who did who did the work and i'm just gonna put my name on it either way either way you're not this is not a genuine product why should anyone continue to support you or believe in anything that you say what value do you hold what respect does anyone is anyone supposed to have for you what respect does she have for them that's my real thing what respect did you have for the people you knew were shot with you i don't get it i do not get it are you ready for Insecure? Bitch, are you ready for Insecure? Well, how did you feel when the episode episode ended? What, what, how did you feel? I felt like this was one of the greatest seasons of television I've ever seen in my life. I felt so heavy after that episode. Just like, goddamn, Issa just... She's just, she's trying. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like it was well written. I'm sorry, I have got to eat. I'm so sorry. It's like, uh, you know, we, what I, what I liked the most about the episode, not the most, what I really enjoyed about the episode was, even though I was heartbroken for her, 
and I wanted the episode to end in a completely different way. I was like, but this shit is real. Life is not all. I thought that every ounce of that finale was fantastic. So I really just like, there was some heaviness, but it, it was more so just gratitude for a great season altogether. I would give this, I would say this was my favorite season of all of them. It showed how the show has matured, how the characters have evolved, and they were having real adult problems. Like, for example, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit. to Maybe we talk about the small things first. I, I want to say something about Tiffany and her... Um, talk about the show. Talk, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Cool, I'm sorry. You know, I, I respect the agendas. I just... <laughs> you already know me. Okay. So, but with Tiffany and the, and the postpartum shit, I felt like it was done perfectly because there was no extra drama. She didn't roll up in there with her wilding out with some nigga, nothing like that. She just really checked the fuck out and was like, I need a break. And she didn't have anything to say, but I'm so sorry. There was no excuses, nothing. And it was just, it was so real. And who was on the camera? Like, Whoever was on the camp, what is that called? Is that the director? I don't <laughs> Come on, who was on the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Prentice Penny, yeah, he was the director of this episode. And yeah, he's the one who tells everybody what to do on set. <laughs> so now that we know who was on the camera. <laughs> Um, um I just I loved it. it 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 just felt like a movie even though it was like a their usual 30 minutes or whatever it felt like watching a movie and when them niggas was on the bus even with with Sarita's uncle perhaps he was a Brooks it was very serious like stay behind the yellow line and all <laughs> it, just, it was so authentic bitch there was so much happening on that damn bus <laughs> um, you know there are people that are upset about the tiffany aspect of the show who's upset and why well you know the the never happy niggas i think but um no that's not that's not fair to say because everyone can have their own assessment of the show but people are upset because <laughs> People are upset because they feel like they didn't, the show did not really touch on the subject of um, postpartum depression. The show is not really about um, tying things up with a ribbon, right? So they talked about this is an issue that we saw that we had a feeling that she had these issues early on in the season. And this episode just made it more clear. So her husband coming to the hotel to find her well her basically her whole circle the people that love her the most yeah. coming to try to find her to figure out what's going on um because she is in a space where she can't really cope with her everyday life shows that this is a problem and that it affects everybody not just the parent not just the spouse it affects everybody yeah um, and we didn't we didn't have to sit it it didn't have to be a four episode arc to talk about it. This is it. Right? And I also, have... um, Prentice, 
he answered a lot of questions on his Instagram live a few days ago. And he, he pretty much told what issues they're going to tackle next season. And that's going to be one of them. So if niggas can wait, yeah, they will see. Like y'all wanted everything to be done. Like what this is not the series finale. And even if it was, Life continues. Everyone has issues moving forward. No, nothing is fucking perfect. So let's just Definitely. deal with it as, we, as you would in real life. You deal with it day by fucking day. Relax yourselves. Hey, I like that. It's true. It's true. It's true. So there's that. I really appreciated how Derek, um, how like sensitive he was. Um, because he very much could have walked in there and, you know, fussed her out. Like, where the fuck you been? We've been calling you, trying to figure... And he was just like, hey, are you okay? No, that husband was very in tune, bitch. Very in tune. That was a beautiful depiction of... Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, and people may not agree, I don't really give a fuck, of a healthy marriage. Mm. Because he saw that his wife was in need and going through some shit and he didn't make it about him because you know niggas love to make it about them why would no. you leave me why would you you supposed to be the mom and you know all that kind of, but he's always been it's like he came in he stepped in to be the super nurturer for the baby from the moment the baby was born definitely and it like a lot of resentment there he was like okay we compliment each other we're in a marriage so if this is not where she shines, I'll shine here. She shines in other things, like at work. And throwing events. Yeah, and, you know, looking good. She shines at that. So um, I, I thought that was a really beautiful depiction of what marriage can be. Because he could have acted a whole goddamn fool, and they had that character embrace her in her towel. Yeah. <laughs> the bitch was just like, I just want to take a shower and get drunk. I really just, I just don't want to deal with nobody. Because remember, she gave us the, the ultimate red flag was, I mean, she said her loss about the breastfeeding. About breastfeeding, listen. And that I kind of throwaway go. statement, like, uh, sometimes I feel like I should just leave her in the grocery store. Like, I don't know what else the, excuse me, the postpartum people wanted. What I like about Insecure is that they don't spoon feed the message to you. They give you the shit the way you see it in real life. And also, Nobody walks up to the friends, hey guys, I have postpartum. <laughs> Nobody says that. The friends figure it out <laughs> because they pay attention <laughs> to their friend. And shout out to Amanda Seals because I watched the wind down after the show. And mm -hmm. she says that once she read the script, she started to do things like let her nails go like natural. So you could see like Tiffany's imperfections leading up to this complete. Uh -huh. Yeah, for her breakdown. Wow. Okay, Amanda. And that's one thought I had. I was like, I never thought Amanda Seals acting would like make me tear up. But she definitely got me when she came out of that hotel room. Mommy, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I was like, wow, Amanda Seals. Like you brought an emotion out of me. You really did this. I really, I really am enjoying this depiction. Um, and then I like, <clears throat> I like how the camera move to the friends reactions too because you could see them physically getting upset at seeing her like this it was heavy i liked how the friends stayed in the back and 
let her husband let her have her moment with her husband like um it was clear that they were concerned is she okay but your husband is here so you you handle that with him and we'll talk to you later i like that mm-hmm. and that, that felt very real to me too yeah yeah it was real beautifully done i really like the scene with the police too did you that felt authentic she i think white people and then the officer's like, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be on the news tonight. I don't have time for this shit. Um, I know that they recorded this um, a long time ago, but it's so current. It's also so very current, you know? Yep. Um, so I just, I didn't really know how to feel. I was kind of anxious. Like, what the fuck are they about to do with this policeman on this show right now? Um, but it was funny. You know what calls the police? When she tells a story or talks about the police, she says, you're police. (laughs) That shit is so funny. And you know, your police was just like, that shit tickled me. (laughs) She's just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I thought that was so funny. So I like that they wrote that in because it shows even when they were writing this shit a year ago or whatever, here we are. Who knew? Black people knew. (laughs) So Molly. (laughs) Molly really is oblivious. She really lives in her own bubble. Um... Because how she could not see that Andrew was very open and can't. Well, no, that's not true. She saw that Andrew was very caring, but she felt like she uh, she really she really missed all of the signs. Now he was not outward with his um, unhappiness. Is that fair to say? Well, that's fair to say. So he was he was doing a lot of settling and a lot of compromising. Compromising, that's the word. But she didn't take it as such. She didn't see it as compromise because it wasn't her way. So when I, when I see Andrew in this episode, I think about Adama. It's something she said to me a long time ago about how basically you can't when you are focused on being a people pleaser you start to harbor resentment and the people that you are pleasing don't even know you resent them because you're just giving them the green light to everything and I think that Andrew was acquiescing all the time come on acquiescing oh that's my favorite word right now (laughs) (laughs) so but he would do that all the time and then just kind of place an expectation on her to know that he just did that. But he would never really state, okay, I'll compromise and do this and that. I'll eat this motherfucking food you bought, but I told you what I wanted to eat and we agreed on it. Like, he wouldn't do that. He would say, mm, okay. And expect her to really catch it. and Because he's a super adult. 
he's obviously a super adult. Even the way they had that conversation was super adult to me. Um, but she don't see herself. He didn't. And I think that he didn't bring everything, every compromise to her attention. Number one, I think he assumed that she had enough common sense just given her levels of accomplishment. And I think that he also knows that she goes on the defense immediately and just, mm -hmm. I'm picking my battles. You know, I'm not going to be fighting with her for two weeks about why she changed her mind about what we have for dinner, for example. So I just, honestly, I just want better for him. And I want better for Issa. Molly needs to go off and work on herself a lot. Because what she was really, what was glaring to me this whole season was like, Molly was the nigga that wasn't willing to do the work. But expected work out of everyone else. Out of everyone else. Because even when Issa was not self-aware and didn't know the work she needed to do, when Molly brought that to her attention in such a nasty way, she immediately started trying to do shit that wasn't that like oh god i'm doing this okay i need to change i need to give a stranger a ride because i'm selfish like she took it in like oh my god these are some things i need to work on but molly is just like oh well fuck that and fuck you i'm molly that that was her thing because i just really i tried to remain indifferent to molly through this season like she's on that bullshit we've all known people like that but by the end of it i was i just couldn't I couldn't even be indifferent anymore. I was just like, okay, this character has some self-work to do that she just refuses to see, but can see what everybody else needs to work on, including sweet Andrew. Oh, poor Andrew. Poor Andrew, he deserves better. He's so mature and beautiful. He don't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> um, his brother's a dick. His sister's probably crazy. And he got to deal with a crazy black girlfriend. He's taking on a lot. She should be his sanctuary. She's not. Yes, she should. <laughs> she should be his sanctuary. If the relationship ain't a fucking sanctuary, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Right. I mean, so, we can have bumps in the road, but God damn, like she's just like a, she's like a job. And he just got tired of it. Like, you know what? I quit. He definitely should have mentioned her, his uneasiness to her at least once. At least I once. I feel like he did. I feel like he, he like, okay, with the, with the brother. Remember, he was like, well, this is my brother. He's trying. I think we should go and stuff like that. I feel like that was, I mean, he wasn't like about it, trying to fight. But, you know, not trying to fight, but Molly needs aggressive conversation or an aggressive tactics. Um, she needs mm -hmm. directness. She, you cannot speak to her in a roundabout way because she won't see it. And like you said, Andrew is an adult and he feels like um, if you're, you know, you, you have you should have enough logic within you to catch what's happening. Um, but he, anyone dealing with Molly has to be very to the point. Otherwise she's not going to catch it. And yes, yeah, she's still mm -hmm. going to be defensive. She's still going to uh, push back, but it'll hit her later. But if you talk, if you do anything roundabout, it's not going to settle. 
Yeah. It's true. And I, I think he was giving her the benefit of the doubt because of her her levels of accomplishment. He assumed. Like, um, I won't say any names, but there's this guy I'm married to who can be very shady. And when we argue, his like low blow. You got two degrees in communication, but you ain't communicate that. Oh, he loved that. He loved that. <laughs> he loved that. And I was like, well, what? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Twin. Hey, twin. Oh, that, oh he's that nigga's wild. Twin. Said, you know what? <laughs> You've been holding that. You've been Come holding on. <laughs> Come on, twin. This, this shit made me hot. Come on, twin. <laughs> Okay, okay. You can get petty with the best of them, bitch. But he will throw that at me. But sometimes I sit and think, like, okay, however nasty that was, what could I have done differently in this conversation? What is this conversation teaching me? Well, that's not what I know. What I normally say was, why don't you just fuck off, you know? But I think about I, it later. I met you. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but he'll throw that shit in my face. And I'm like, oh. So we disagree. And now my degrees are in question. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so you want to fight, fight. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Gloves off. Oh, all right. I got it. <laughs> so I won't even get into my shit, but yeah. Um, so I just hope that Molly, I don't give a fuck about Molly next season. I really don't. Do you, <laughs> I can't even okay. pretend. I was going to say, do you think that they broke up? Oh, I don't know. I know that Andrew is like a series fave, so they're going to keep him on the show. That's all I know. What do you think her answer was? Because, you know, he asked her, what are you even fighting for? I love that. I love that. I was thrown off when um, he said, you know, maybe th this isn't working, whatever, something like that. And she said, but um, are we just going to throw this away? Like, you know, this is the longest relationship either of us have had. And I'm like, this is not a way to win me. <laughs> Don't tell me that we've spent a lot of time together, so we should be together. Are you are you insane? No. And you, you know, but that that is a thing. Have you think about conversations you've had with people in bad relationships? Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't know anybody in a bad relationship. Oh, but when I talk to people in those relationships over the years of my life. Mm -hmm one of the biggest things is but we've been together so long and that's that's I'm the always time. like that's not enough if that's Fred, your if that's your only Fred, answer you hate him we all hate him leave him alone you can yeah. start fresh you can start fresh i mean like having all these years doesn't really mean shit if it's all these years of unhappiness and you don't like going home because because when were you happy in all of these years? And if time is the only thing that we have, if time is the only 
valuable piece of our relationship, then it's not valuable. Agreed. It's not. It's so not. no. So any anyone who, if if she has said that to me, um, like if and for don't don't fucking say that to me because then I'm like, oh, it's absolutely over. Go start your time somewhere else. Leave me. Leave me alone. Very crazy. Do you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I mean it, and you know I mean. I'm gonna it. sporadically text you, "Do you, girl?" for the rest of your life. Leave me alone. <laughs> that shit was so crazy, man. Molly been so wild all season. But you no, know, really, what is her answer to to his question? What are you fighting for? Because it really felt like she was. She should have been talking to fucking Issa like that. So what are you? What are you? Because y'all have sometimes good sex sometimes and i say sometimes because y'all are not even on the same page we saw that in fucking mexico you still prudish (laughs) (laughs) you still sick of molly i can hear it i mean (laughs) but i do i feel bad for her but i also i i I think that she needs this so that she can get the fuck better Honestly, what the bitch needs is 15 minutes with Adama. Oh, she wouldn't make it. You know, you know that bitch would run out the room. You sure. know she would. And, and Adama would just text her like, you you still paid me for the time, so um, I hope you're well. Hey there, dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> this is still your homework. <laughs> The homework is what it is. But, okay, so you ready for Issa? Yes. Can we start at the beginning when everything was so happy and fun and joyous? When they're at this. (laughs) Um, I loved how um, Lawrence was nervous, like, to tell her that he got the job because he he's trying to figure out if they could stay together. And she the whole time she's like, oh, yeah, you know, congratulations with you on the job. That's great. Also, I'm going to keep this thing going. This doesn't stop anything. So, yes, mm-hmm. let's continue to work this out and see if this is going to work. But this is not this is not a barrier to our relationship. And then the actual barrier showed up. <laughs> That shit hurt, bitch. It hurt even though we have all been talking about this. We have all been speculating that this is what the fuck is going on. But, bitch, yeah, when bitch. when she showed up and said it, I was like, no, wait, wait, no. We're supposed to be wrong. <laughs> oh, we were shouting in this house. We were shouting in this house, bitch. Shouting. Shouting. Cause I knew, I knew, I knew, when she texted him and said, when she kept trying to hit him that night, I said, she's not trying to fuck. She's going to tell him she's pregnant and she don't want to hold it no more. She in that house hormonal, like, oh, you out? You with bitches? Oh, I'm telling you tonight. You going to know tonight. That was because, I mean, okay, let's just, Jay Ellis, his acting, his face when Issa was at the door. Listen, I was like, what the fuck happened? I was like, 
Condola is in there pregnant or her parents have died in a car accident. Like it was, I knew it was something very, very bad. <laughs> something very, very bad for Issa. You know what I mean? Um, Those were the two things. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't... How how were you watching his reaction to Condola telling him that he was pregnant? What did you think of his reaction? I fucked with it. They didn't they didn't sugarcoat. Like they this is what niggas really be thinking. Like, I'm not with you. Like what what why are you running me with this? Hold on. I'm chewing. Thank you. Um <laughs> I I was like, this is very realistic. Um, yeah. I I knew he was going to ask if it was his. But I was hoping he wouldn't. But I knew he was going to ask. Why is that offensive? So here's here's the thing. I will um well I've what I've said is I will allow a man one time to ask me that question. If I tell a man that I am pregnant, you can ask me one time if this baby is yours. After that, I'm likely to fight you. Okay. I respect where you're coming from. The way I see it is with their relationship specifically, she let it be known, like the Thanksgiving, the way that she carried shit, that she wasn't interested in settling down, like, you know, all of that. It was kind of like she was carrying shit with him. Right. So for her to come back on some I'm pregnant and not really have a, you, you have to explicitly state to people, depending on the level of relationship, this is how I know that this is your child. But if your friends are coming at me like, you know, I'm just some nigga you fucking around with, but you doing you, you know, if he didn't say it out loud, that question would have probably haunted him for forever. That's what I'm thinking. Because they weren't in the type of, it's not like you're, you break up from like a serious monogamous relationship and have these kinds of questions. But the way Condola was going, like, I ain't getting married. Oh, I mean, you invited yourself to Thanksgiving. <laughs> All of that. Like, Okay, is it mine? True. Okay, I can. I I get that. I can. I can take that uh, point of view. Um. But also, like, she didn't. She didn't get pregnant by herself. So whatever the fuck they were doing. Um, just because he might have been more invested in the relationship than she was. It's not like she left him, or it's not like they broke up and she went and found his sperm in the old condom or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she didn't. This didn't seem like um, the ideal situation for her either. So she's like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you that I'm pregnant. Okay. Yes, it's it's yours, which is why I'm here. So, you know, this is what it is." Can I tell you something else I don't like? Sure. 
I don't I didn't like the um you can be as involved or as uninvolved as you want to be. I I don't like I don't like that statement. I don't like even putting it out there, right? Mm-hmm. A person is going to do whatever they want to do. Um but why why give that why put why why say that why put that out there what because that's that? us that's black woman super superwoman type a syndrome that's the shit that we say it was so authentic to us i don't even need shit from you i'm just letting you know that's us not you specifically but you know what i'm saying i, I would say no, it. I, I, mean, I understand i know I, I would say it i would say it in a fucking heartbeat I don't know. I don't know. And I'm trying to find the words to, to express why I don't like it, but I don't like it. Because she's also saying, I'm not standing at your doorstep with this because I need something from you. This is an FYI. Because we that, saw from her kitchen, she is doing well in life in Los Angeles. So I really felt like her saying Wumi, that shit. I got a question for Wumi. Like, what bothers you about this statement? Mm, unpack it. Okay. Well, um, so, okay. I feel like if a man is going to be involved or uninvolved, he's going to, you making that statement isn't going to make him be either more involved or less involved. Right. So is that even for him or is that for you? Did, did she say that for herself? I think she said it to set expectations for whatever happens. Like she said that because she knows that he does not want to be with her any longer and but they have a child coming you i i don't need you here in order to have this baby and to take care of this baby but you can you can be here with me but i don't need you to be here with me this is not about a relationship i'm trying to rekindle my kitchen is better than yours in los angeles california (laughs) My kitchen is better than your whole apartment. You were poorly dressed and embarrassed me in front of my friends at Thanksgiving. I don't need this. I'm letting you know this is a courtesy. (laughs) This is a courtesy announcement. (laughs) Yeah, I was really, I was, oh God, I was hurt over that shit. And the way they did it, the way they split the conversation was so well done. I could I could not even be sad at like what happened to those characters because I was like, God damn, this is a great show. They showed I, their asses off this season, man, with the different fucking directors and niggas on the camera. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I really did feel sorry for Lawrence because he had to have two difficult conversations. Um and he didn't want to have any of them. <laughs> And y'all know what hit me right after the episode ended? You know, I think we talked about it either with Chrissy or Dharma, but we, we were like, what was the significance of Condola going home and fucking him like that? I think that was saying this is the night they conceived the baby. Right? I think that's why we, we got that. Because it was... It was really just like, well, they're already together. So what's the significance? But that was it. And I just, I had this fucking feeling the whole time. 
Oh, God. This is a well-done show, bitch. This is a well-done show. She went home and fucked him with that ponytail, honey. Listen. And, and it was very aggressive. Yeah. And very passionate. So probably no condoms were used. Oh, my God. Great point, Brooksy. Fantastic, fantastic motherfucking show, bitch. Fantastic show. I mean, I thought they were just doing this season to take us through the motions of, like, friendship and all that, and they did. They took us on a ride. They took me on a fuck of a ride, bitch. Right. And and, uh, Derek, my brother-in-law, he has been in my text, like, we just have to discuss this. (laughs) Because <laughs> the season has been so heavy for various reasons for everybody. It it was a great season. Issa, if you hear this one day, we're very proud of you. Very much. We're very proud of you. This was a Thank fuck you. of a season, bitch. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us. Yeah. Because I was, you know, I was a little irritated that we had to take a year off. I understand you had to be great. Um, But we appreciate you coming back. Like, okay, I got something for y'all ass. Thank you. I'm, I'm even, I'm looking past Black Lady Skep Show, even. I'm sorry. Just cut it out if you're mad about it. <laughs> Y'all be having the same faces talking to me. It's irritating as fuck. It's like it's square two and square three. Is <laughs> this? Is this? <laughs> I'm so alone. No, you got company in the living room. <laughs> the birthday party. Everybody's quiet now. So, look, I had to lean on Al a little bit, too. I was like, hey, can you help me out? <laughs> and he just looked at me. I was like, oh. See, See I told you. You want to have fun. They both deserve the eye. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. So, I went out there, and I was like, can I have 10 more minutes, please? Can I have 10 minutes? Please? So did Molly only call Issa because Andrew chewed her ass? All right. Okay. I'm sorry. The podcast can't hear my face, but yes. It's the shit that it's it's what Issa imagined. Remember when Issa was, was going through her shit last week? And she had imagined how Molly was like, oh, so you just calling me because of that? Molly did that shit to her. Molly did that shit to her. And Molly doesn't deserve Issa anymore. But they need each other. They need each other right now. They do. They need each other right now, but they just, you know what? It, It takes, It takes a lot to work out something difficult with just yourself. But you have to do that. You have to do that. You can't lean on niggas that don't mean you any good just because they're there. 
it just doesn't in my experience it, it just whew, this season's heavy I'm sorry I'm just I'm going back like 10 20 years right now but Molly for me is just is so much of the whole I see I'm, I'm looking out the window and not in the mirror that it's just like girl of course now you want to talk to me and you need me so much because you're going to lose your precious relationship. But remember, you wanted to see me, you would rather see me fail at my block party over this relationship that we all knew you were going to fuck up. Yikes. Like I wasn't a priority to you, but now I have to drop what I'm doing and be a sounding board for you. And, you know, the thing about that is, you know, Issa's got some shit she has to deal with too right now, but if it was me, I wouldn't even give Molly all that shit. She might not. We may find out next season that she didn't even tell Molly everything as they said at dinner. She might have just let Molly talk. No, Prentice said in Instagram, uh, in his stories, because people were asking, what did Molly say to Issa? What did Molly say to Issa? And he said, it doesn't matter. They rekindled their friendship. They needed each other. And y'all needed to see it. You didn't need to hear it. Okay. I mean, all right. All right. All right, change behavior. I could deal with it. So I'm going to imagine there were promises of changed behavior. <laughs> so has has I, their friendship been a series of I need your help? Yeah. Well, from Molly's perspective, especially, Molly feels like she always has to bail Issa out. But this and um in this episode, didn't Issa when they were looking for um Tiffany, Issa talked about helping Molly out or doing something to to help Molly, right? What? When I might have missed. I might have been crying. They were talking about the 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 Mexico thing. Um, oh, restaurant or... when they were supposed to go to Mexico, so. Um, they ended up staying in town and they just bounced around to different Mex Mexican restaurants to get margaritas. And Issa ordered a, what? Was it quesadillas for Molly? And it was just her? I don't know. I don't know. It was something, it was like a little funny story. Yeah, uh, so clearly I don't remember the details of it, but what I gathered was that um, Issa did something specifically for molly but like to help molly out or to make her feel better or yeah something mm -hmm. and that was just a, a sign that this wasn't a one-sided relationship even if it was just that one thing but it showed that during their friendship it wasn't just molly coming uh helping isa oh yeah yeah and i i don't remember what you guys are talking about and it probably doesn't <laughs> help that i'm drunk but I'm sure that the relationship was mutually beneficial. I just feel like Molly started putting herself on a pedestal to, to be condescending toward Issa in that relationship because of Issa's moves versus her moves. I, I think that that's what it was. I don't know that it came just from Molly. Like we talked about before, I feel like she's getting bad advice, you know, um, new friends parents and shit like that just saying shit to her but she started to to just deal with Issa differently but i'm sure they they both bring something of value to the relationship otherwise it wouldn't have lasted this long i don't know never mind i don't know 
friendships are tricky. And that's what I love about this whole season because it really, it helps, I'll speak for me, it, it helped me to really evaluate my friendships, evaluate who I've been, who I am, and who I keep around me more closely, like more attentively. God bless you, Insecure. I, I just, I need to rewatch the whole season. I can't do that, but let me know how it goes. <laughs> it was, it was, it was too taxing for me emotionally. That's some shit I just need to see once. Really? Yeah, it really, it really took me through a lot. It, it took me through a lot of changes this season. And I'm probably not going to listen back to no episodes because I don't really want to deal with that. I processed various things and I kept it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the shit, whatever fucking episode I was crying about you, because somebody was talking to me about that the other day. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're very close. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm ready for the next season already. Mm -hmm. Um, I just hope everyone continues to grow. That's it. In, in a positive way, whether that's together <laughs> or apart, so. She better not rebound to Nathan. Oh, why not? I have abandonment issues, so it takes a lot for me to let somebody back in after something like what Nathan did. Okay, so you're, even, you're even to- understanding it, I'm still walking into relationship with you. Like this could happen again. Something else could be too. You know, I dealt with that. Remember him? I think and so. I'm like, if you can spaz out over parking tickets and shit, a boot on your car. Yes. What are you gonna do when we're in dire straits? What happens when it's a, when it's a real issue? Yeah. So, so with me, I just, I can't let shit like that go. So Nathan's just, he's a, he's got a bad, he's got a bad taste in it off. I'm sure he's nice and I'm not anti-mental illness. So I are just, you opposed to them being friends too? Yeah, you can be friends, whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. But I'm like, you know, don't turn to him because Lawrence is looking kind of wild right now. Because what I worry about for Issa is, like, if she tries to ride this out and she trusts him on some old, I don't want this baby, but, you know, because, you know, Lawrence, we we met Lawrence's father on purpose to let us know that Lawrence has an involved Black father. So 5,000 times out of 10, his father, thus his family, is going to influence him to be involved in that child's life. So Issa is going to have to tolerate things like the baby shower and going to kindergarten and like all those kinds of things. Like she's going to have to be there. She has more history with him and will still have to play second fiddle to Condola for having the first child with him. And that's going to hurt. It's going to eat at her, I think. So I, I see that as a challenge for their relationship. And I just don't want her to like find solace in Nathan. Just what's Daniel doing? Where, where has he been? He's, 
He's been in a movie and things, but I mean, he's just great. He's got great teeth. Maybe just bring him back. They can oh, reconnect. I, I want to see okay. that before Nathan. Jesus. Okay. Well, first of all, you know that I love Daniel, but Daniel yeah, has. Y'all, this bitch froze up in front of Daniel. Just acted like she was 12 years old. We like, don't I, have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. Just know that I love him. That's it. And I didn't I was, know that I loved him until I saw him in person. And he was like 10 feet away from me. And I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. But that was neither here nor there. Y'all, Wumi's such a virgin. <laughs> when she does shit like this, it just reminds me. It just reminds me. You don't even know how to be cool in front of a nigga you're attracted to. Who does that? I, I definitely don't. I was just, I, I was so appalled. You definitely, you absolutely were. I will never forget the look that you gave me. Like, bitch, are you serious? And I was very much serious. Like, we have to get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna make it. So, again, neither here nor there. The it's point here. is, it's Daniel here. is not coming it's back. Here. <laughs> we, we don't need Daniel back on the show. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I'd love to see him, but we don't need him back on the show. Now, when you were talking about Issa and Nathan, I thought you were coming from the perspective of Nathan. Like, but you just told me that you was with this new dude, and now that this nigga, you know, got in some ridiculous situation, now you back? Fuck Nathan. Oh. oh, oh. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm just saying <laughs> that is... Uh, that's the perspective that I was coming from. Like, don't, don't come to me. And um, you just told me no twice. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but I'm I'm also not opposed to the idea of Issa and Nathan. Nathan has a very sexy voice he does okay that's all i got yeah yeah you know my favorite of all the easter niggas is lawrence i'm i'm lawrence hive why the other end of the spectrum why oh i just love him i i think he's so great he just needed to believe in himself oh my god okay he got lost okay. i love a broken bird i love lord a broken bird. all right okay <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, you see how he found himself. He spread his wings. We've and his semen. And his semen. He, he spread his wings and his semen. And now we're in this situation. Y'all and it's not necessary. She's a person with feelings. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like the the blame. No one is to blame in this situation. Condola is not wrong, guys. <laughs> She's not the bad guy. What the fuck is going on? They're doing her like they did Karen Filippelli from The Office. Oh God! Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I can't believe you just did that in a Dunder Mifflin shirt. Listen, there's a lot going on around me right now. I'm just trying to, you know, keep myself together. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's def she is not the bad guy. She did. She didn't want the situation either. But you know, things happen. This is this is this is life. I I know someone who lived this situation twice. I think 
So anyway, um, you know, these things happen, but no one is the bad guy. We just, we want a certain couple together and now it's just a lot harder for them to be together. But we'll That's see true. how it goes. And while we're on it, you guys leave Beyonce the fuck alone. Beyonce doesn't oh. care what, what you think about her acting career. She doesn't care. You look crazy creating. She definitely That petition is out of line. I definitely thought it was a joke. Um, I, I did too. I clicked on it like, oh, this is probably on some like real live like George Floyd shit. This is clickbait. Nope. It was somebody that had time to criticize a bitch they don't know. And people actually signed it. Um, it's a weigh in on a decision that, oh, okay, th this is not even 100% true. Like, it, it's just, you guys, please fucking relax. It is weird and cringy to see you guys do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I agree that she can't act, but we could just leave right. it right there. And we could just say that. People who can't act, that are acting in things all the time, but she just takes you right back to, and I quote, you know you're that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Because you guys said, you know what? Fuck Black Lives Matter and all these things going on. We have a real emergency. Now is the time for a change.org petition. And it's about <laughs> Beyonce allegedly doing something that has nothing to do with us. All we have to do is not watch the movie or just no, ignore her know. part when she's acting. Like, this is really not a big deal, you guys. This is, and no. as much as she does for the community, like, this is the shit you do. I wouldn't fuck with y'all niggas. I would stay on my rich-ass island. I would not fuck with y'all. When you do shit like that. You are very upset. No, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, irris I'm irritated from, this is not a stand perspective. This is a person who studies social media and just is uncomfortable with groupthink and how mean that shit can be. What is going on with you that you would create some shit like that? You're, I have rational people in my timeline promoting this. That's where I am with it. Like, I don't, promoting I don't like the petition? Huh? Promoting the petition? Yes. Multiple rational adults. And it just makes me, it makes me cringe. Like, why are you doing this? This is weird. Like, if it's something you don't like, you just keep scrolling or you sit through that scene of the movie or maybe you fast forward past it next time. But a petition? What are you doing? This is weird. Now, I know that people take um, the, the comic world and like the comic movies and all of that. Anyway, they take it very seriously. So mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of the emphasis has come from. It's still ridiculous, but yeah. um, I I understand that it's not just people that don't like um, Beyonce. It's people who right. really care about the comics. But either way, guys, we, we could do something else. Who did this? Mm -hmm. Who started Change.org? Because whoever started it gave you motherfuckers the idea that all of your thoughts matter and they deserve to be supported with signatures. Like, it's weird, guys. We okay, so what are you going to start a petition on? Since I don't have anything on my heart to start a petition on right now. Oh. And if I did, it wouldn't be something to criticize another person. And, and that was my thing with it, was like, if this is a person that has the skill set or... Or, or you know what this is the person that's the courage to do something that i don't have the courage or opportunity to do 
I'm not going to openly criticize them on the internet. And I think it's just, in general, it's just too much of that, where you can sit up and get comfortable throwing out all these critiques. Like, the motherfuckers that come at your comments with unwarranted feedback, it's the same shit on a smaller scale. It's the same shit. Because Beyonce did not ask anyone, hey, guys, what do you guys think if I am casting this movie? She didn't ask us that. And we still don't know. There's no statement from Marvel, even. That this this is actually happening. happening. But people people have too much time. They have too much time. Yeah, and that's the thing. We got to open up outside just so we can get you guys to just chill the fuck out and focus on work again. Because you're in a space where you feel like all of your thoughts and opinions matter and they've never mattered. They've never mattered. You just have more time to write like a longer status. And there's more people in the house, so it might go viral. Like it's 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 more likely that it'll go viral. Because nobody has nothing to do. It's not because it's like a worthwhile series of thoughts, in my opinion. Agreed. Can, can I tell you what I saw today that pissed me off? Yeah. A man made a post that said, ladies, if you are in the D.C. area and under 140 pounds, send a picture and uh, your waist measurement, like your waist size. Is he making clothes? No. What's he doing? He's making fun of women over 140 pounds. Oh, my God. What fucking dregs of society did you find that in on the internet? God, there's and a the worst. worst. The worst is that I I had seen it reposted, but by the time we started recording, I had seen it reposted twice. I saw an original one, and you know how people will make their own version of a meme. Yes. Yes. So two people did that. No. And I was like, wow. Do y'all really hate us, or like, what? What the? Fu- what is this? What is the intended communication here? But then if, if, if a woman put, makes a post that says, man, um, if you're over 6'2". Right oh, yeah. Here. Oh, yeah. They hate, they hate when people want to talk. <laughs> they get so upset. The 5'9 crew and under, they get Ooh, so upset. Listen, especially, especially them 5'8s. Okay? Yeah, it's just like, well, everybody just fucking chill. Like... Okay, but the point is, this is ridiculous, and you fucking know it. Mm-hmm. And what is the value? And then I'm really upset with the women who responded. Responded with answers to the fucking questions. Me, here I am. If you don't set the fuck down somewhere. Demetria calls them the pick me's. And that's exactly what they are. I hope, I, you, what you don't realize is that they'll pick you and then pick you the fuck apart. You don't win. Mm. Bitch. Bars. (laughs) That was bars for me. It's true. It's true. The people with the most audacity online, like, this. oof. oof. It's not enough that you would want to take home anyway. It's true. Like you're setting the table for an unhealthy relationship full of criticism, unsolicited feedback, obviously. 
you internet niggas are addicted to unsolicited feedback, but it's 1049, so I won't go any further into that. But the, the point is that people feel that they are free to, um, to say to anything their... unsolicited. But those same people are not able to get it back. No. So, you know, since we're, since we're giving unsolicited opinions, <laughs> this is how I feel about you. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to say next time. Where do you work? I'm, I'm coming to your job. I want to see how you do work. Because you have an issue with how I'm doing what I'm doing. And I just want to be able to give you the same feedback. I care about you. Yes, let's be I easy. care enough to provide you with unsolicited feedback as well. Why did you get to work at 9.03 instead of 9 o'clock? Is there a reason? You should probably get written up, right? I'm going to write you up. Let me, <laughs> let me let your supervisor know. I'm going to come to all y'all jobs. I'm coming to all y'all jobs. <laughs> Could you imagine? That should be a, rea- a reality show. Yeah. So you could, you could say what you want, but then also these are the consequences. Yeah, give me all the unsolicited f- feedback you have, and I'm going to come to your but, job. Yeah, and let's, I'm get, give let's get into all your shit. And spoiler alert, bitch, I'm a critical thinker. Let's do it. Whoop, whoop. And look at you. Yo ass ready to. Ready. 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 <laughs> because you missed this. So let me point this out. Since you, you're talking about people's stuff. She going to the job. I'm going to your whole life. Let's 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 reassess everything about your whole fucking life. Since you're so happy on the stuff. internet. Remember, Aaron said you were a free Adama. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, everybody knows it. Everybody knows Adama's too expensive. So when you want that kind of like harsh life advice, you can just go to Woman for free. <laughs> oh! I was like, what is this birthday happy hour turned into? Okay. I do, I do remember. Thank you for bringing that back. <laughs> Alcohol took over, but yes. All right. Oh my God. Oh yeah, you had a fantastic day. I don't know how much of it you were coherent for. I'm not sure. I had a great time. Yeah, amen. Happy birthday, Brittany. (laughs) Kiss my ass off. That wasn't that was not at you. That was not at you. (laughs) Oh, you were drunk. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Okay. (laughs) So, um All right, well, thank you for um entertaining us on your podcast you love it watch i'm gonna go tell her you keep playing you're so, you're so petty i'm gonna uh, tell you know when we just makes things up because she wants your attention <laughs> <laughs> and you know she's petty because she'll be like i know <laughs> Y'all, funny story. One time I came in the house and Wumi's mom hadn't seen me in a few days. And she was like, oh, Denise, Denise, give me hugs and love and all that. And so Wumi comes in and I quote, bitch, mommy, mommy, (laughs) you didn't say all that when I came in the house. I mean, bitch, we are full adults. We pushing like 28, 29. Mommy. (laughs) First of all, I didn't even sound like that. Shut up. No, that's exactly how you sounded. You was a grown-ass woman talking about mommy. 
<laughs> you didn't say all that when I came in the house. <laughs> I want to say just one thing. I one remember thing. it vividly, bitch. And she was like, oh, Wooly. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you again. <laughs> yes, because my mother is the smartest. But also, That's what I what knew she has jokes. I was like, oh, this is next level. This is next level. Yeah, she's very rude. Um, <laughs> but what I want to say to you is kiss my ass. Again, it's too much. I don't have that kind of time, bitch. I'm very busy. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is the Beads and Butter Podcast. Listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.